You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how we doing? Happy Friday. NFL preseason football is now in full swing. How's your Friday going? Good Patriots uh, yesterday. Uh, recording on Thursday. Hopefully they win. I don't know. Hopefully Zappy comes in there. Are you a kind of better that bets on preseason football? Uh, not usually, but I did bet uh twenty bucks on the Patriots plus three and a half for for uh, the the game that happened yeah. yesterday. Yep. So hopefully, okay. Hopefully, hopefully you won. I don't know. Can you do prop bets, prop bets for preseason on like DraftKings and stuff? I'm sure you can't. I have no idea. I didn't look that because they don't know who's gonna play and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's not like a like Bailey Zappi over like a hundred passing yards or something like that. That wouldn't make too much sense. But on Prize Picks, there was on the Hall of Fame game for Zach Wilson. Really? So that means in Prize Picks, they absolutely have that then. Hundred percent. Love prize so it was picks. Like eighty-eight and a half yards or something. I tell you what, Peter, I enjoy doing prize picks on if you have like three or four people, whatever, two, three, four people, and you're just like each pick a pick. That's fun. A couple bucks a week. I enjoy doing. Yeah, we do that, that in both socks. Whatever I pick on prize picks, I should. Do yeah. Like have you guys ever won? Uh, I did on the Super Bowl, but not yeah. I mean, no. no shit, you won on the Super Bowl. You won every bet you hit. God, but. All right, Peter. So you're good. You look. I I bet on the Eagles. I was wrong, and so was ninety five percent of the other people that I was with betting on that game. The only other person was you and my brother. That was it. I don't know anyone else that came out as hot as you were. On top of that, uh, all right, Peter. So this week we have the NFC South and the AFC South. Uh, we've already done the AFC West, the NFC West, the AFC East, and the NFC East. Uh, and then next week, we're going to do the NFC North and AFC North. So we'll save, uh, I don't want to call it the best for last, but they're last. <laughs> I mean, um, it's th- fine. It's better than this one. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, the AFC South, I think, is a little, I think the NFC South is one of the most intriguing divisions of football, to be honest with you. That's just because nobody's good, and their schedule's so easy. They're, it's unpredictable. I think there's a lot of unpredictable. There's a lot of young talent in that division. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but a lot of guys that were selected high in the draft, new head coaches. So I think this is an exciting kind of, this would be an exciting episode because I, I think this is the, these two divisions could kind of go in a couple different directions. So let's start off with the NFC South, which might be the most intriguing division in football. Uh, let's start off with the New Orleans Saints who are favored to win the NFC South. The Saints, are, according to DraftKings, are plus 120 to win the division, and their win total is set at nine and a half games. What's uh, a little bit about the Saints offseason? They, of course, signed former Raiders quarterback Derek Carr to a four-year deal worth $150 million. Uh, also notable to mention Alvin Kamara, running back, was suspended for the first three games of the season, so he will be out, like I just mentioned, the first three games of the season. Uh, they also agreed to a contract restructure with wide receiver Michael Thomas. We haven't seen Michael Thomas in a couple years now, but he's reportedly healthy and he's looked okay in training camp, so he looks like he's good to go. Uh, yeah, in the sure. First... I hope he dropped him fantasy. Yeah, okay. Slant God. In the first round of the draft, the Saints selected defensive tackle Bryron Breesey from Clemson. 
So again, they are favored to win this division at plus 120. And their win total is set at nine and a half games. Peter, what do you think of the new look New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr at the helm? So New Orleans Saints, uh, as I said in the beginning, their schedule is absolutely stupid. I think their hardest game is probably Dallas or Philly. Oh, no, not Dallas. Oh, not Philly. But Philly or I don't even know, like the Rams. Well, Minnesota maybe, but like their their schedule is ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, Michael Thomas will be out after I'll say it like week six probably. Uh, Alvin Kamara is gonna be out three weeks. It doesn't really matter. They got Jamal Williams. I don't know. Their explosive offense will probably be good. Derek Carr will be better than Jameis Winston, even though that pains me to say that. So they'll be good, but I I have them as the slight under. Bill Lockett, uh, if you want to make a bet on the Saints, make them to win or to make the playoffs. So you're taking the under nine under nine and a half, right? Yeah. I'm going to take the under along uh, the under as well. Uh, I think the Saints win eight games this year. I think they go eight and nine. So I have them with the slight under. I think losing Alvin Kamara in the first three games of the season is a little bit more significant than I think people think it is. Uh, Derek Carr, of course, is coming over from Vegas, learning a whole new offense. Uh, and look, when you're a veteran quarterback and a new offense, it does take time. And when you lose your most dynamic weapon on the offensive end, uh, it certainly is going to be a reason for caution. Uh, and I know you mentioned the Saints schedule, and I think that whole division itself, the schedule, I guess, is relatively easy compared to other divisions we've broke down. Like, for example, the AFC East, where it's a complete gauntlet for the first other than the bu- other than Bucks. But so look, week one, the Saints open up uh, home against Tennessee. I think that's a tough game. That game could go either way. I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee won that game. Uh, week two, they're at Carolina. I think that's a Monday night football game. Uh, week two on the road, Monday night football, difficult game. Week three at Green Bay, at Lambeau, uh, again, without Alvin Kamara. I could see a scenario where the Saints start off really slow. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if they started off 0-3, despite the fact that that schedule isn't necessarily a gauntlet. And I think that could kind of put them behind the eight ball in terms of their win total. So again, I like them under. I think they win eight games, eight and nine. I like a lot of their pieces. I love Chris Olave. I think he's a stud. I think he's somebody that's going to continue to grow and take another jump. Um, but I do think they have some concerns in other areas, right? I think that defense is a cause to concern. Uh, it's age for some reason. They haven't really, I guess, replenished some of that younger, that older talent. Uh, Cam Jordan just got his pay restructured at age 35. Uh, He's retiring as a saint. Like everybody said, yeah, he must be. I don't don't know. Everyone said that when he signed that contract recession, I'm like, yeah, he's going to retire as a saint. I was like, really? Yeah. And he's somebody that, look, he's been an anchor there for, I want to say he got drafted like 2009, maybe. He got drafted a long time, 2011. Um, But look, his production, I mean, look, he, he, like I mentioned before, he's 34 years old and he is putting up decent numbers. But I, I think he is regressing a little bit. He had only eight and a half sacks last year. So I, I don't know. I just think the Saints defense has some holes. Um, and ultimately, I have them under here. I think they, like I just mentioned, I think they win eight games. Anything else in the, the New Orleans Saints before we move on? No, I bet them to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, what is, so what is uh, that? Do you have it those? Plus 125. On uh, DraftKings, one plus 125? Interesting. 
So look, I, I do think the NFC does hold some value because well, you like like you just mentioned, Peter. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of underwhelming talent on a lot of teams, and it's clear that the NFC is very, very, very much weaker than the AFC. So again, it wouldn't shock me if two teams, I guess, made the playoffs out of, the, of this division. Uh, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, Peter. Uh, they are plus 215 to win the NFC South, according to DraftKings, and their win total is at eight and a half wins. Uh, about their offseason, they re-signed guard Chase Lindrum to a five-year, $105 million deal. Uh, they also re-signed offensive tackle Caleb McGarry to a three-year deal worth $34.5 million. They signed former Bengals safety Jesse Bates to a four-year deal worth $64 million. Uh, they brought on quarterback Taylor Heineke, to, and they signed him to a two-year deal worth up to $20 million. In the first round of the draft, uh, they brought in, they signed, I'm sorry, they drafted uh, running back B. John Robinson with the eighth overall pick of the draft from Texas. Uh, the phenom from Texas, again, that was Carr's guy over the years. Uh, he's a huge fan. So, uh, like I just mentioned, Peter, eight and a half wins is the total, and they are at plus 215 to win the division. The Falcons, I guess, overachieved last year. I remember I was mocked because I had the Falcons over last year. I think their win total was like at four. And I, I picked the over, and I think that what well, they went six last year, six or seven. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons? I love the Atlanta Falcons this year. I, I think uh, they're going to do real well. Their division's all, also soft, and their schedule is soft. Uh, they have Jets, and they have the, the Vikings. But I think those are their two hardest games. I think Kyle Pitts is actually going to get going. Desmond Riddler is going to actually ball out. I mean, I should uh, – degrade them for uh trading john smith but that's fine but and then their uh, their defense should not be as bad as there it was last year there's no way it can get worse so so like the falcons i love their young talent you know i'm a huge fan of kyle pitts despite the fact that he hasn't necessarily clicked yet uh b john robinson i really really like um because you look, have him in Dynasty. Yeah, that's I, yes, that as well. Yes, uh, that that does help, Peter. And I wouldn't have gave up the far. I didn't even give up that much. But, like, I wouldn't have traded up for him if I didn't think he was going to be a good player. Yeah, Seth, you're not listening, but uh, you screwed me forever. So that's fine. You, were you going to pick B. John? I mean, or, obviously. You? Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously. Sure. 100%. Desmond Ritter, he's a question mark. I do like some elements of his game. I think he came in and he did a half-decent job last year in a small sample size, but I haven't seen enough of him yet. He's the clear starter, in my opinion, over Taylor Heineke, uh, unless something goes array. But I am going to take the under here, though, Peter. I think the Falcons win seven games. I have some question marks about that defense. I like how they shirt up the offensive line, uh, re-signing Lindstrom and McGarry, but bringing in Jesse Bates will certainly help, but I still have some question marks. And I could see a scenario where the Falcons' offense keeps them in games, but the defense kind of loses them tight games. So I think the Falcons under. I think they go 7-10 and 10 on the year. And I think we're going to enter an offseason in which everyone's raving about how much talent the Falcons have. But they're just, maybe it's a question about Arthur Smith, about if he's going to last in Atlanta, because I think this year might be make or break for him. Uh, I think when you look at how people are, look, Vegas has them at 8.5 wins. Uh, I, I do think that that means they're a borderline playoff team, especially in this conference. So I think they need to really put up or shut up here. Uh, and I think they go under them. Seven and 10 is my number here. I think B. John Robinson is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into NFL awards in like three weeks from now. But yeah, you can figure out where I'm leading for offensive rookie of the year. Um, but yeah, under, under. I'm going to go seven and 10 for the Falcons. 
All right, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers, Peter. The Panthers' win total is set at seven and a half wins, and they are plus 400 to win the NFC South, according to DraftKings. The Carolina Panthers were very busy this offseason. Uh, they signed free agent wide receiver Adam Thielen to a three-year deal worth $25 million. They signed wide receiver DJ Chark to a one-year deal worth $5 million. Uh, they brought in tight end Hayden Hurst, reaching a three-year contract worth $21.75 million. They signed running back Miles Sanders to a four-year deal. Uh, but their biggest offseason acquisition was selecting quarterback Bryce Young with the first pick of the draft. Uh, they also brought in Frank Reich to be their new head coach. So like I just mentioned, Peter, the Panthers, plus 400 to win the NFC South. Win total set at 7.5. What do you think about the Carolina Panthers uh, with the whole revamp coaching staff, offense, and pretty much personnel? It's a whole new team. Yeah, I mean, I, I love them. I mean, Sam Darnold is going to be not on the fold, obviously, but like Bryce Young is going to be way better than that. I, I have him as the over. Miles Sanders is hurt, but I don't think that matters in the short term. Their offense should be fine. Their defense was a little bright spot from last year. And as I said, with the whole NFC uh, South division, other than the Bucks, their, their schedule is so soft. So I have them as the over. I like them as a sleeper. I'm bet taking the over. Uh, yeah. Bet them to uh, make the playoffs. Peter, I think that's a solid bet. I agree with you. I'm taking the over here. I really like this Carolina Panthers team. I'm a huge Bryce Young guy. I remember we discussed this during the draft talk. He was my number one quarterback. Uh, I think he's electric. I think he's accurate. Uh, I think he's very good at reading defenses, and I think he's going to come in in day one and make a real impact in Frank Reich's offense. I also think Frank Reich is a really good coach, and he got done kind of dirty in Indianapolis. Uh, he dealt with a lot of different kind of quarterback struggles course with Andrew Luck retiring they weren't really able to replace him bringing in guys like Jacoby Brissett Philip Rivers um, Matt Ryan Carson Wentz you know he kind of dealt with the gauntlet of mediocre aging quarterbacks and uh, I think he kind of did prop them to the best they could he made the playoffs a couple times but I think he's going to really succeed here in Carolina I'm taking the over here I like the defense a lot Brian Burns he has an all-pro potential uh, Miles Sanders, like you mentioned, he, despite the fact that him being hurt, uh, I think he can come make a difference for this team when he's healthy. Uh, Thielen, DJ Chark, I think that's a nice combo. Uh, the offensive line also, they made some work there as well. Uh, I like this team a lot. I'm taking the over. Uh, and I think this Panthers team could be one that people are kind of sleeping on, as you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. There, there's no attention coming from them. No, nobody's talking about them. Uh, last but not least in the NFC South have the mighty have fallen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, division odds are plus 800 to win the NFC South uh, their win total is set at six and a half wins according to DraftKings and a little bit about the Bucs so unfortunately for the Bucs Tom Brady retired from the NFL so they had a small job of replacing him uh, to replace him they brought in quarterback Baker Mayfield they signed him to a one-year deal worth eight and a half million dollars they also re-signed Levante David, the linebacker, to a one-year deal. In the first round of the draft, they selected defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, KJ Cansey. Uh So, again, Peter, Bucks plus 800, and their win total is at 6.5. This is certainly a new-look Bucks team. We have a quarterback battle going on in training camp right now between Kyle Trask, uh, the quarterback from Florida that was drafted a couple years ago, and Baker Mayfield, like I just mentioned, the veteran quarterback coming over from the Rams uh, last. So, it's unclear who that's going to be. I believe in the first uh, preseason game on Saturday, I think Baker Mayfield's getting the nod. 
and then Trask is going to get the nod game too. So that job is completely, it's, it's an unknown about who's going to get it. Uh, so what do you think about the Bucks? It feels like their expectations are very, very minimal, to say the least. So like, A, their depth charts are a joke. Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's preseason, but then their schedule is a dog fest. I mean, obviously they got Minnesota, like everybody else. They got Philly. They got the uh, joys of being a first place schedule, even though they're probably the worst. I have them as hard under. It's probably my best bet of probably our whole shows that we're gonna do. Your defense is gonna be fine, and then like it has been a pickle because like their quarterback play is gonna be so bad. But like they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then like whoever they sling out and running back, Keyshawn Vaughn or whatever. Always has me in pickle, and I will draft Mike Evans. It doesn't even matter in fantasy football. But yeah, Bucks are gonna be so bad. I might have fallen, as you said. And Todd Bowles is the first uh coach rumored to be fired or favored to be fired. Oh, he's number one, and I think that's for, that's perfect. I think we saw Todd Bowles when he took over last year for Bruce Arians. He didn't do a good job with that roster, a Tom Brady led roster. Under 500. I know it's not prime Tom Brady to say the least, but that was a stupid ass football team. And I don't think Todd Bowles did a good job there. And certainly, uh, from my understanding, uh, it felt like the players were sort of like, eh, about how he was. And obviously, the relationship with Bruce Arians went sour. But I would have brought somebody yet from the complete outside. Instead, they kind of just elevated Todd Bowles. Uh, and I don't know. I, I'm not a believer in Bowles. I never was with the, when he was with the Jets, and I'm certainly not with the Bucks. So this is an aging roster, like you mentioned, right? Levante, David, Shaq Barrett, um, Mike Evans, as you mentioned, your guy, there's Chris Godwin. Up. There's one holding out right now, right? On the defense. Uh, I, mean, I think I there think is. I forget who it was. Who is it? I you remember? Somebody it asked for Levante David or something. They, re- they signed Levante David. Uh, He's under contract. Or something. Maybe it's the guy in the second. Somebody on the defense one. Maybe you're right. Um, Vita Vea, like all those guys, good players. You know what I mean? They're very, they were very good in their prime, but they're kind of just aging now. And I just certainly don't see a scenario in which they are real contenders. Uh, this season, I really don't. I have them in the under. I think the Bucks probably win four games this year. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield is going to win the job. I do think he will end up losing it a couple games into the season. I don't know, maybe the halfway mark. I do think Baker Mayfield wins the job, but I don't think he's going to hang on to it for very long. And if you're Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and those the litter of receivers that played with Tom Brady over the last couple of years, how do you even stay engaged this season? Like, I think it's a very difficult task. I really do, and I, I, I don't even joke when I say this, but, like, if I'm Mike Evans, I'm like, dude, I'm, like, in my 30s now. Tom Brady's gone. I'm checking out. Like, this, this yeah, you're sucks. You're trade, both of them. I have Baker Mayfield freaking throwing me the ball and Kyle Trask. Like, what are we doing here? We're three and nine through 12 games. This sucks. Like, get me the hell out of here. And Godwin, if he can even stay healthy, like, I- I'm sorry. I just, this Bucks core, which was good three years ago, it is now aged. And they haven't, they're trying to replenish it with young talent. That's clear. But they just haven't done so yet. And I think the quarterback position is still clearly uncertain. So I have them under four and 13 is my total. Uh, I think they're going to be, Right in the driver's seat for potentially landing that number one pick of the draft. Well, I don't think they get it, but I think they'll be in the conversation for the last couple of weeks of the year. And a draft is a quarterback. Yeah, shucker. But everyone was saying that, and they didn't, obviously. So. Yep, and like, look, 
Kyle Trask is somebody they want to see play. It's clear, right? They drafted him, I think it was like in the third round in 2021. It might have been 2020. It was a couple years ago. I think it was 2020. Was it the Mac Jones? No, I don't think it was the Mac Jones. Oh. I think it was 2020. You're right. 20. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It was 2020. So it was he right sat when Brady for... came in and everybody was like, no. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, Brady's successor. And look, he's somebody they want to see play. And I just don't necessarily know if I see it. And I, I don't know. This Bucks team to me, it's just, it's going to be a, take them some time before they can kind of get back to where they were. But uh, lucky for them, the division is winnable. You know, if Baker Mayfield can play average football or Kyle Trask can play average football, not turn the ball over, and the defense is, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the way they used to be, they could win seven, eight games. Like, they could. But I just don't think Baker Mayfield is good enough to do that. I don't. I don't. As I said, like, everybody faces Minnesota, uh, the NFC uh, North. So, like, they're facing Detroit, Minnesota. They're facing Philly because of the first place uh, schedule. They're facing 49ers. They're facing Green Bay. Facing Jacksonville, and then the whole division will beat up on himself, as we said, or as we saw last year. I don't know. I I feel like it's a recipe for disaster. And six and a half because the whole division is terrible, but it's generous. You're right, and that's the only reason why Vegas is unsure. And uh, all right, so about the NFC South after breaking down these four teams, who do you like to win the division, Peter? Oh, the Falcons, uh, plus two fifteen. I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't. I don't like the Saints because of their injury concerns. Al Kamara is going to be out three weeks. Derek Carr is fine, but I love the Falcons. Falcons a plus two fifteen. Uh, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers a plus four hundred to win the NFC South. This might be my boldest, I guess, division winner of our uh, division breakdowns here. But I like the Panthers. I do, and I think offensively they're going to click. I think they have a uh, some stars on the defensive side of the football. And I think they win the division. I do. I think they win nine games. And uh, I think they win that division by kind of the the very, very last week or the second to last week, whatever it is. I think they go nine and eight to win the division. And I think they look crazy to say going from, I know they didn't have the worst record in the league last year, but they did have the first pick of the draft. So going from the first pick of the draft to hosting a, a first round playoff game is certainly a jump. I don't hate that, and you better have that ticket by the end of the year. I I I think uh that is a ticket I will have. There's that's a couple 400. that I, I I plan on doing, and that's one of them. Does that make you feel good? Patriots plus eight fifty. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the AFC South. This division, I guess, has probably more certainty than the NFC South. Let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they are favored to win the AFC South at minus 155, and their win total is set at nine and a half wins, according to DraftKings. And about the Jaguars' offseason, it was relatively quiet. They placed a franchise tag on tight end Evan Ingram, uh, later agreed to a three-year deal worth $41 million with the tight end. Uh, they also have Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver, returning from his gambling suspension. Uh, it's a huge addition for, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence especially. Uh, in the first round of the draft, they selected offensive tackle Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Uh, I believe he was, if I remember correctly, I think that was Carr's number one tackle off the board. So, uh, yeah, I want to say that was, I don't know why I remember that, but I just, I feel like that was Carr's guy. Uh, So like I just said, Jaguars minus 155 to win the AFC South and nine and a half wins is their total. What do you think about the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023? 
Love the Jaguars, as I said, in the NFC South. Uh, the AFC South is probably as soft as the NFC South. Trevor Lawrence is going to play in MVP caliber. They have all uh, position skill players that you want. Christian Kirk resurged last year. Zay Jones even did that. Evan Ingram did that. If you look in practice, I mean, Calvin Ridley did Trevor Lawrence. Holy crap, no. Yeah, I like Calvin Ridley. I was, look, I think he's a great receiver, and I think people forget how good he is. Now, not playing a season is significant. Just look at Deshaun Watson. You know, when he came back after missing two years, the rust on him was severe. And who knows if he Watson can even recover. But I think it's a little bit different for a receiver than a quarterback, and I think Ridley will ultimately be okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking the over. I think the Jaguars win 10 games. I don't love the Jaguars as much as everybody else because some people are picking the Jaguars, I guess, to come out of the AFC. I'm not that high on them, uh, but I do think they win 10 games. I think Trevor Lawrence is legit. I think he's a great quarterback, and I think he is a up-and-coming. I don't even want to call him up-and-coming. I think He hasn't arrived, but he's certainly getting there. Uh, Doug Peterson I, puts him in great positions to succeed, and I think adding Calvin Ridley is significant. Also, getting a long-term deal done with Evan Ingram. I think it's important. Evan Ingram acted as a safety blanket a lot for Trevor Lawrence in that offense last year. And I thought that was an underrated, I guess, uh, move for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ingram had 73 catches last year. That was a career high for him. 98 targets. He had four touchdowns. Uh, he was big for in that, in that Jacksonville Jaguars offense. So I'm taking the over. I think Jags win 10 games. I love when he goes to Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones. He learns how to actually catch. Yeah, right. He was considered, I wouldn't say a bust, but there was a lot of people down on him. Well, he couldn't catch. Every single yeah. thing was hands. He just was like, oops. But Doug Peterson, he knows how to use him, and I think Trevor Lawrence clearly knows how to get him the ball. Uh, let's move on to your Tennessee Titans, Peter. Your Tennessee Titans. They are plus 350 to win the AFC South. Their win total is at seven and a half wins. Uh, the Titans, they signed offensive tackle Andre Dillard to a three-year deal worth $29 million. Uh, they also signed wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, Rip. In the first round in the draft, they selected offensive tackle Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. In the second round, they selected Peter's guy Will Levis from Kentucky quarterback. So, Titans, plus 350 to win the AFC South with a win total of 7.5. What do you think about your Tennessee Titans? So, like... On the flip side, I want the Titans to be so bad. Will Levis will start, but like I have them as the over just out of spite. I mean, Derek Henry won't get the uh box stuffed. I mean, Trayon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins should be better than last year. What they had, their defense should be amazing or as good as they were last year. And then they're like head coach. I mean, just speak for himself. I think it's me and Mike Tomlin 2.0. It's just not be as bad as everybody else thinks. I think everybody's down, down, down on the Titans. I I agree with you. I'm taking the over. I have the Titans winning eight games. I think they'll eight and nine. And like you kind of compared Mike Vrabel to Mike Tomlin, I think there is some similarities there. I think Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. And I think he gets the most out of his teams. And we've seen that in the last couple of years. Uh, dragging, who, who even was the Titans starting quarterback in the week 18 game? Against the Jaguars? I don't even remember who it was. Was it Dobbs? Oh, probably. They won. Dobbs and uh, Malik Willis, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like they kind of... Jacks had a win or something, right? Yeah, yeah. There was another game that happened and the Titans were eliminated. But I think the Titans won that. And I forgot how it went. But whatever it was, 
Uh, Mike Vrabel is a great head coach, and he gets the most out of his teams. Well, I don't think this Titans team is as talented as they have been in years past, but they did some make some nice additions, right? I think adding DeAndre Hopkins is big for Traylon Burks, as you mentioned. It's big for Derrick Henry, and it's big for Ryan Tannehill. Because, look, DeAndre Hopkins, despite the fact that he's not the DeAndre Hopkins of old, he can still, you know, he can still stretch the field, catch deep passes, and I think he can be, he can change how defenses look at the Tennessee Titans, as you kind of outla- as you kind of described. Uh, I have them over. Like I said, eight wins for the Titans. They'll be in it to the end, making an, uh, an attempt to make the playoffs. And I don't know if we'll see your guy, Will Levis, this year. I guess in this scenario, for me, I think Tannehill will end up keeping the job for now. Me too, but... which is so sad. I want to root against him so bad. I don't I don't think on paper they're going to be that bad. But I, I wouldn't. Here's the thing, Peter. If they're winning with their defense and running game and Tannehill is not performing, Vrabel isn't afraid to make a change. Even yeah, if but that's winning. just how he was like two oh, last year and a year before that. It's all Derek Henry yeah. and just everything on top. I guess it depends how Vrabel feels about Will Levis. I, I'm not sure how he feels. I do know, I, I have read that Malik Willis is at a nice training camp, a nice start at training camp anyway, that he has kind of came in in shape, a better understanding of the playbook, and he looks more like NFL ready now. But again, how does Mike Vrabel feel? It didn't It didn't feel like last year Mike Vrabel liked Malik Willis at all. You know what I mean? It felt like he was somebody that Mike Vrabel was sort of uh, kind of stuck with. I don't think just, they would have dropped their quarterback again. Uh, yeah, it's clear that Vrabel did not like that pick. And uh, that GM is now gone. So, uh, it, look, it's it's different. You know, does is Will Levis more of Mike Vrabel's guy now? Is that more of a Mike Vrabel pick? Because if it was, then I think you have more of a chance to see Will Levis than you wouldn't, on the other hand, you know? Um, but I agree with you, though, Peter. I think people are s- sleeping on this team a little bit. I know some people think they're going to be the worst team in the AFC South, and I, I don't buy that. They're not bottoming out. Bottoming out. Mike Vrabel is way too good of a coach to bottom out. Uh, and I think that defense is too good. And I think the Titans know how to win football games. And we've seen that countless times. And look, it's not going to be pretty. I'm not saying they're going to go 12 and five and host a playoff game, but I think they're good enough to win eight games. All right, let's move on to the Houston Texans, Peter, the Texans. I'm sorry. Let's, let's go to the Colts. My fault. Colts are plus 600 to win the AFC South. Their win total is six and a half wins, according to DraftKings. Uh, the Colts had a relatively exciting offseason, to say the least. Uh, first of all, they're in a current standoff with uh, running back Jonathan Taylor. It's uncertain about how that's going to go. Him and Jim Irsay have got into a little bit of a dispute. The agent's involved. Jonathan Taylor wants a contract extension. Jim Irsay doesn't look like he's going to do it. But Jonathan Taylor is reportedly hurt now. Uh, the Colts have worked out Kareem Hunt. They signed Kenyon Drake this week. So is that an indication Jonathan Taylor could miss time? It might be. Uh, they brought in quarterback Gardner Minshew. Uh, but most notably, they drafted quarterback Anthony Richardson from Florida with the fourth overall pick of this year's draft. So the Colts, like I just said, uh, their win total, to me anyway, I was surprised it was this high, uh, six and a half wins. And they are plus 600 to win the AFC South. What do you think about the Colts? That's what I said, too, and then I immediately said the under. I mean, Anthony Richardson will be fine. He's starting week one of the preseason. I think is a setup to be a failure. I mean, your boy Michael Pittman will be fine. Alex Pierce will be fine. Sam McKenzie will be fine. I don't know about Jonathan Taylor. Even if he does play, I mean, if they start off real slow, he'll be like, what are we doing? Jim Mercer doesn't want him. Their defense probably will be fine. I mean, it's a cult, so they'll be scrappy. Like as we said, for like three more years or 
three years ago, and every year since then. They don't spend money. Why don't, yeah, why don't you sign anybody that's actually real or serious? And I forgot to mention, they brought in uh, Shane Steichen to be the team's head coach, offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking the under. I agree with you, Peter. I think the Colts win five games this year. Look, Anthony Richardson, he's an exciting prospect, right? There's a lot of flash there with his athleticism, his arm strength. But I think it's a situation like Josh Allen, where I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't think Anthony Richardson's going to kind of light the world up from day one. I think he's more of a, I think it's more of a project. While I do think he is going to start week one, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's going to take some time, especially if he's going to miss Jonathan Taylor. That's significant. The offensive line for the Colts isn't as strong as it used to be in years past. And the defense is aged. I like the under here. I think they win five games. And it feels like the whole Jonathan Taylor stuff has some real issues there. And I wonder how the locker room feels like about the whole situation. Because Jonathan Taylor is, is surely a leader in that locker room. Uh, That's probably your best player on the field. Don't, he uh, the, yeah, don't, he might be the best overlook. offensive player in that division. Yeah, for sure. Well, other than Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, that's an issue for me, so that's why I'm taking the under here. Don't overlook um, that. No, be the worst team in the NFL. I, I don't think that's crazy. First-time head coach, Jonathan Taylor, is fighting with the with the owner. You know, like, yeah, well, rookie quarterback who's going to take some time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move on. Last but not least, the Houston Texans. They are plus 800 doing the AFC South. Their win total is set at six and a half wins. Uh, the Texans were also busy this offseason. They reached an agreement, a three-year deal worth $75 million with offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil. Uh, they signed wide receiver Robert Woods to a two-year deal worth a little over $15 million. They signed tight end Dalton Schultz to a one-year deal, uh, along with running back Devin Singletary. They acquired offensive guard Shaq Mason from the Bucks, and they hired D'Amico Ryan to be the team's head coach. D'Amico Ryan, of course, was the 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, with the second overall pick of the draft, they selected C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, who is likely going to win that job over Davis Mills and Case Keenum. So what do you think about the Texans, Peter? Like I just said, plus 800 to win the AFC South, and their win total is at six and a half wins. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they traded a third overall pick, too. They get Will Anderson. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, the Houston Texans offense is... Absolutely terrible. I mean, they got Dalton Schultz, CJ Stroud, even though I'm a Ohio State fan, but like, I don't know. I feel like he's not set up to win. Their defense will probably be terrible. They won't be the uh, worst team in the, uh, in the NFL, but I probably don't know. I mean, it's just whatever. I mean, the Houston Texans shouldn't spend that much time on them. They're in mediocrity. After Deshaun Watson, even Damian Pierce, my uh, offensive rookie of the year, rip. But I don't, I don't think it'll do well either. I mean, Remy Tunsil is good, Shaq Mason is fine, but their offensive line will be in struggles. I don't think Damian Pierce will have enough to run the ball. But Domika Ryan's, I mean, I liked him as a the San Francisco defensive head coach, but. I don't think he has enough talent like the San Francisco 49ers to just do as much damage as he did in San Francisco. So I thought was the under. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL, but CJ Stroud, I'm so sorry. 
I, I am also going to take the under, but I do think they're going to be better than the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Texans win six games. Uh, and while I, I look, I think D'Amico Ryan is somebody that's going to end up being a very good coach in this league. D'Amico Ryan is somebody that I think uh, from day one, he's going to get that respect in the locker room. And I think they have some nice young pieces. Uh, I think their offensive line will be okay. And I do think C.J. Stroud is sort of in a situation where it's a little bit different from Anthony Richardson. Um with the sole fact, I think, of everybody being on the same page. And I think Stroud is a little bit more NFL-ready than Anthony Richardson at this time. Uh, I'm not saying Stroud will be a better player than Richardson, but I think from day one, Stroud, I think, is more NFL-ready. So I'm going to take the under, though, but I do think the Texans can win six games. And I think that's, if they end up winning six games this year, I think they would be happy from that standpoint. Yeah, that's probably an overachievement. Even though oh, for sure. Despite yeah, despite that that DraftKings I guess win total, if they win six games, I think they'll be very happy about that. All right, who do you like to win the AFC South? I don't overthink it. Ready? One, yep, I'm ready. Two, and I won't say the Cardinals. One, two, three, Jags, Texans. Yeah. Oh, oops. Oh, all right. Here are the Cardinals this time. I agree with you. I'm taking the Jags. They win the AFC South for sure. Um, but I do think the Titans will nip on their heels a little bit. I do. I think the Jags win the division with 10 games, and I think the Titans finish second with eight wins. I think the Titans will sweep the Jags, though. You think they're in their head? Yeah. Damn. I mean, hey, if that's kind of what happens, uh, Mike Vrabel's a good coach, you know, and I, I would, no shame if he gives a quarterback issues, because I think he, that's what he does. And as we said at the beginning of the show, I will bet the Titans uh, if I see Will Evans starting in preseason game. Just, oh, just because. Absolutely. I think you that's you have it's to have a principle, right? So now we've previewed and broke down six of the eight NFL divisions. Uh if you've missed previous episodes, go back and listen. For if we if we already did your favorite team, give us a listen. Or a view on YouTube. Uh either or. And um next week, Peter, we get the AFC North and the NFC North. We will have a guest. That guest is TBD, but we will have a guest, I promise you that, Peter. But That'll be a fun one. We can talk a little Detroit Lions. We can talk some Joe Burrow. He's already banged up, but Lamar Jackson. Oh, I got some hot takes on the mm. NFC and AFC South. You mean the North? Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying. But, yeah. all right, I'm excited for it. That'll be next oh, week. Oh, the, uh, the Compass Rose. So. All right, don't don't give me any don't give me any hints. I'm, I'm excited for it. And then we'll do awards after that, get some college football the week after. So, football. Don't give me the Heisman winner. Yes. Even though we haven't done that in like three years. That's totally fine. I will say, I'm not going to reveal it until we have Car on in a couple of weeks, but he gave me his sleeper team. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. He gave me a sleeper team. So but it's not really a sleeper. It's not as big of a sleeper as he anticipated it would be. After We looked at the odds after and we were like, really? Is it Houston or whatever I said? No, no, it is not Houston. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. No, you'll have to wait a couple of weeks. Uh, all right. Peter, that was a good breakdown of the AFC South and NFC South. Five questions. Ready? My turn to ask you. Let's do it. All right, Peter, let's do it. I got some good ones for you this week. Uh, Question number one. I don't think we mentioned this when it happened. If we did, I apologize. But Patrice Bergeron retired from the NHL, right? Of course, Bruins legend. uh, Been with the team 20 years. Now create a list of Boston athletes over the last 20 years and stop when you get to Patrice Bergeron. Not your favorite, but I guess in terms of accomplishments. Oh, all right, Tom Brady, anybody on the Patriots during that time? Ortiz? Uh, yeah, pro- 
Yeah, probably him. So or Chara, Chara, and then Brady. I, I think this is how I would do it. I would go Brady 1, as you just said. Ortiz 2. Then I think it's between Paul Pierce and Patrice Bergeron. They each won one. They've been to two. That's a tough one. Oh, Bergeron been to three. I think Bergeron, oh, it's close. Oh, really? I it's say close. Bergeron before Pierce and even Chara because, like, Pierce would bounce around. Ever. Pierce bounced around at the end. But, yeah, I guess if you want to put it at that standpoint, Bruins, he stayed with Bergeron stayed with the Bruins, so maybe he gets the edge there. It's close. It's close. But I think he's right around three, four, five. He's around. I can't uh, forget, like, Gronk, Edelman, Punch, all those. Yeah, they're all there for sure. I want them in with Brady. So. Yep. All right. Question number two, Peter. Uh, do you ever watch the Little League World Series? Because that's starting up next week. I don't. Uh, fun fact, my, my brother does that. I don't know why. Really? I, I don't do that. Dude, I, I love it. I am a religious watcher of it every single year. Who's uh, good? So what they're right now they're doing like the preliminaries to decide who's going to get to the Little League World Series. So for the Northeast one, the game is actually tonight, tonight meaning Thursday night, so it already happened. It's between Massachusetts and Maine. Winner goes to the Little League World Series. The Massachusetts representative right now is Canton. So pretty close to us. So uh, I'm rooting for Canton. Hopefully they get far. It's usually like... I mean, that's yeah, usually no. Rhode Island. I've seen Massachusetts doesn't really get there that mo- that often, so that would be cool if they end up getting there. Uh, but it's a good product. I, I enjoy it. I really do. Maybe it's because I coached, but I enjoy it. Question three, Peter: If you could own any company in the world right now, what would it be? Twitter or X? Uh-huh. So much Interesting. Attention. No, so much media attention. Shout out to Dave. He hates. Uh, and they rebranded X. He's like, isn't he off oh, X? Yeah, he is. I thought he was. Even though, even even though, don't don't make it fool you. He does uh respond in our Twitter group chat or X group chat. So he's day. not off. He's not off X. Not. Damn. But probably them. Okay. I look. I'm a big Twitter slash X. That's my number one. You know how that goes. But Amazon, Apple. I think they're in the conversation. If you want to think of like a unique one. Trying to think of something obscure. I don't even know. Chipotle? You see their stock price? Look, look, I love Chipotle, but this is a little different, but maybe an airline if you want to clean it up because the industry is sort of like a mess right now. I don't know. Uberies. Shout out to Justin. Question number... What, what was that? Number three? Four. Question number four. Uh, it's a two-part question. One, have you seen the Johnny Manziel documentary? I have. I just saw it uh, last night. Nice. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. Uh, so, part two, what athlete deserves a documentary like that? See, I was gonna say the Florida State team, but that's already coming out in two weeks. So, oh, the Flo- uh, the Florida team, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But probably like I don't know, wrong. I'm gonna. I have a couple. But uh, go I mean, see the Johnny Manziel, but you'll feel disappointed because it's not really like anything after college football. Really? Okay. I'm interested. Well, don't tell me. I'm excited yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of athletes that, you know, are very polarizing and kind of deserve some, I guess, limelight. I think a cool one from, like, a local thing would be Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, somebody that... I don't think he's a big enough name, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. He might not be. So if you want to think big name, like, big name... um, hmm. I'm trying to think. We do Ryan Wathy. 
from the offense that got dealt. Yeah, that could be one. I'm trying to think of like some polarizing. Aaron Rodgers would be an interesting one. Later in like a later stage sort of thing. I don't know. I'm trying to think of teams. I think uh, hmm. Maybe like the who was like a with my LeBron with Miami. Like I feel like that got ugly at the end. I don't know. It's difficult to kind of say now. All right, question five, Peter. I know we have a fantasy football draft on Saturday, right? So this isn't directly about football. It's about fantasy football. Say the loophole. Um, I'm not telling, I'm not asking for your draft strategy. I would never do that, especially uh, in this league where it's like year 13 of the league. Um, I mean, listen, I'll do my first pick. It doesn't even matter. I I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's not what I'm asking. I don't want to ask him. Name me a player or players that you believe analysts are overrating. Overrating. Overrating? Will Levis? I'm not dropping him though. Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. Like who? Uh, who is everyone talking about? And you're like, no, I'm not drafting this guy. This guy's gonna suck. Oh, uh, Damian Pierce, uh, uh, Kenneth Walker, Tris Olave. Even though we love, him. wow, I love Olave. Yeah, I don't know. This is gonna ruin my whole draft strategy. I don't know. I just asked one. You only rattled three. Any quarterback? Any wow. quarterback? Okay. So Peter's anti-quarterback, and he doesn't like Damian Pierce. Um, Even though Kenneth, I loved him last year, Kenneth Walker Olave, and Chris Olave. Yeah. Well, Kenneth Walker, I want him to do so bad. I want him to tear his ACL. Not really. Kenneth Walker? He's Why? Oh, I'm. Let me try to think of one. I'll give you maybe a couple. Um, I don't know. Like I, the Colts, Michael Pittman is gonna. I don't know. Michael Pittman might fall into that category. I would say Mike Evans, but I'm still gonna draft him. Najee Harris. I, I don't think he'll be as bad before. as he was last year. Uh, I don't got know, him man. last year. So. I ain't drafting him this year. PTSD, so yeah. I'll tell you that one. But All right, Peter. So that was five questions. You got me next week. But uh, next week, we will no, break we got down. the special guest next week. Oh, yeah, special guest, of course, which is will be revealed at the time of the show. Uh, we'll do the AFC North and the NFC North. It'll be a lot of fun. So, again, if you missed out on previous episodes... We did your favorite team already. Check us out on YouTube. Look at other different uh, episodes we've done. So check that out. We're pretty popular on YouTube, Peter. I didn't realize how popular we were. Yeah, everyone loves us. And uh, check out week one's for picks when it's like 2,000 views. Well, good luck in the fantasy draft. Yeah, best of luck to you. Uh, you pick, what'd you say? You pick fifth? I, I pick five, you pick four. So Oh, shit, I don't like this, man. <laughs> there you go. I don't like this. There you well, go. Well, best of luck, Peter. Catch you next week. AFC North, NFC North on the way. And at the end of the show, we can um, figure out our draft results. Yes. Yeah. Stay hot. <laughs>